This is Small Talk Podcast with DJ Ayers on Brooklyn Radio. This is Small Talk Podcast. Uh, this is a special edition. This is the dad cast. Okay, here we go. I'm uh, DJ Indian or Ian Campo of A Tribe Called Red. I'm uh, Maceo from De La Soul. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I'm Small Town Pete from Calgary. <laughs> I'm Maceo from De La Soul. <laughs> You when when you guys first came out, you had a shitload of nicknames. Like everybody had nicknames. What was what? Why was that? I think it was a big thing at one time, like making fun of stage names, which we knew were nicknames. You know, I think everybody who, mostly everybody who received their name, got it from someone else. Like. My friends started calling me Maceo or Mace. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, was big in Long Island. Everybody called one another by their last names. Mm-hmm. That was like a Long Island thing. And if you notice, most of the rappers from Long Island use their real names. You know, <laughs> Eric Sermon, Craig Mack, Kyra Smith, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, Keith Murray, you know. Even Dave decided to not call himself True Boy anymore and just call himself Dave, you know? Yeah, I was wondering about that. I think it's just That a, was a switch, like, around the artificial intelligence uh, times, no, right? It, it, it was before that. Just he, I guess, started making it more publicly known. Like, don't call me True Boy. Well, True Boy is a really goofy name. It's yogurt backwards. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of those decisions that you make when you're young where you're... Yeah. <laughs> if you can modes yeah. yeah and here it is like he got the name from he called himself true guy behind eating so much yogurt at my house right my mom always my mom was always the one like buying yogurt making fresh juice and stuff like that kind of on the health kick pretty much you know yeah. all natural this and that so Dave fell in love with the yogurt at my house and all of a sudden called himself true guy dove was always his nickname his mom named him Dove. So Dove was, you know, that comes out of his Haitian descent, you know. That's, okay. that's just his name then, his right? His parents, yeah. parents called him Dove, you know. Mm. So that's what stuck more than anything. Oh, it didn't occur to me that the, the, the Dove is a religious symbol. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Right? It's like a symbol of peace and, and... I guess you're right because it is used at funerals and, yeah. you know, the releasing of a spirit and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're right, yeah. Um, but, and then where did the plug thing, like, how did that start? Um, with, um, creating the song Plug Tuning. Yeah. And, um, back then when rappers were constantly going, mic check one, two, mic check one, two, we found it different to be plug one, plug two. Oh. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah. And then, um, then behind that being more of a mic check, then it, became people's signature name somehow, especially with the development of the record. Posh would start off saying plug one and Dave would say plug two, so that obviously made me plug three. <clears throat> and it's just these Because code- you were the DJ. Yeah, and the code names that was just constantly coming up based on the development of different songs and ideas. Mm-hmm. Here it is, Um, I got the name Baby Huey off of a freaking snapping. We were snapping and joking in the studio, you know. Um, it was Dante Ross and Africa from the Jungle Brothers that pretty much named me Baby Huey. 
after the the soul singer who who died young. Baby Huey and the Babysitters, yeah. 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 They brought us That's album. a fucking incredible record. They brought his album cover in, and there was oh, such, yeah. such a big resemblance between he and I, especially when he I... He had a big-ass afro. And I grew a big afro, like, around Dead Lost Soul's Dead. Between Dead Lost Soul's Dead and Balloon Mind State, I had a ridiculous afro. So everybody always looked at me, called me Baby Huey and the Babysitters, like... The fro started growing when at the end of Three Feet on Rising. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then I used to wear these glasses too, like these, you know, <clears throat> I really wear glasses. I'm supposed to wear glasses, you know, my vision is fucked, mm. you know. But um, I used to wear these um, state trooper glasses. So with those glasses and the fro, I look like <laughs> Baby Huey. The Hill. mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I look like Baby Huey and George Duke. By your real name for DJing, uh, did you did you have a stupid rave DJ name before that? Before small town DJs, or did you were you always just Pete? Funny enough, I did have a stupid rave yes. DJ name. I when I, yeah, so I was uh, in the, in the '90s. I used to I lived actually out in uh, Ontario for a while when I was going to school, and uh, started playing at some raves in, in London and around around the you know southwestern Ontario, and. Uh, my, my name's Pete M's, so uh, naturally my my DJ name became Eminem's because it was like a, it was oh, like a, no. yeah yeah it was yeah it was awesome you know it's like a, it's oh. like a, and that's before the but that's before Eminem came out that's before the rapper came out right no you know it's funny because he w he was coming up in Detroit and we we lived like a couple hours north of Detroit oh. so. Some of the early parties that that I was DJing, I'd get on the flyer, and some a couple of people mistook me for the the rapper from Detroit, and they were like, "Yo, there's this really hot like white rapper from De from Detroit who's like killing it down there," and and then so people would be like, people some people thought it was him, and it was confusing because people knew who he was just in kind of regionally back then. And then, but but also you were winning all those freestyle rap battles too. <laughs> And it became really awkward. It was very confusing for people. When, when I was... <laughs> oh man, I, I, I would be a fucking terrible rapper. But um, I, anyway, I was uh, and I was playing, uh, you know, like house and stuff. So it was uh, so people pretty quick figured out that it was a different guy. Yeah. And also, I, you know, 
I look like a, you know, like a pumpkin. So it was like... <laughs> For people who, uh, who have never seen Pete before, he looks kind of like a real-life bobblehead doll. Or like a, like a <laughs> scarecrow, like a human scarecrow. What size hat do you wear? Is it on the human scale, or do you have to wear, like, comically oversized Halloween novelty hats? It's like it, it, it's the, those uh, those foam cowboy hats. Yeah, that's like a regular hat for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be great if you had gigantic hands too. You could go to a sporting event and point one finger up, and you wouldn't have to to spend five dollars on the yeah. foam novelty hand. That's right, like number one fan <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. Just get number one oh, fan yeah, tattoo yeah. on your hand. Be the greatest. <laughs> And, Ian, Life what about is you? cruel sometimes that I was born with regular sized hands and a head like this. <laughs> there, there's a there's a DJ in the three style competition who's called uh, Mad Fingers, and uh, me and Shortcut were clowning last night, and we're like, he's got so many fucking fingers, he's got like twenty or thirty fingers. You're like, and I was counting my fingers, and I got up to ten, and I just go back to the other hand, and I'm like eleven, twelve. 13, 13. <laughs> uh, Ian, tell, tell us about your DJ. Yeah, my DJ name is uh, DJ NDN, and uh, there's a couple reasons that that worked out. Is that like um, the the acronym? Well, you're from India, yeah, the country. Yeah, That's yeah. right, right? You're in you're you're, you're yeah, Indian, exactly. Like Gandhi. I'm I'm a no, I'm not a Gandhi's. <laughs> version of, of Indian. I'm, I'm Native American. Well, I hate that term too, but I'm, I'm Aboriginal from, from uh, Canada. And, uh, Wait, and can, can, we, can, we, can we stop for a second? What, what does the word Aboriginal mean? What is the, de- like the derivation? It's of also it? a really weird term too. There, like, there's all these, these words like Indigenous and Aboriginal where the prefix doesn't work. Like usually ab like abnormal. means not, right? Yeah, right? So like abnormal, right? Mm. That's a good thing. So Aboriginal is saying like not original, not but not for original. but for some reason, all of a sudden it, it it means that oh, it's the original people. It's just a weird way that language gets played like that. Same with indigenous, like insincere, right? Like yeah, it's like right, it's, right, it's the right, same right, thing. Right, right. Anyway, so Native American is one of the worst terms I think ever, because it's another way of like this weird colonization sort of attitude where. Okay, let's put it like this. If if it means proto-American, sort of. It, it, it Native means American, American before American, but they didn't. Sure, call but they're it still that. they're still using a word that's not ours to describe us. So it'd be exactly, like yeah. it would be like if mm. if Mars colonized Earth, and the only Martian I can think of is Marvin, right? Mm. So if Mars colonized Earth and then called everybody from Earth Native Marvins, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only like comparison I can really have. Huh. Right, so I don't, I don't like that term Native American either. Anyways, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm Anishinaabe, which is like uh, Ojibwe from. That's specifically like my nation. That's like your okay, nationhood. Okay, yeah. um, and uh, so NDN is is a play like the acronym is uh, not dead native, which is a play on the yeah, that's right on the term of like the only good Indian's a dead Indian. It's like oh, I'm not a dead yeah. Indian. I'm I'm a not dead native. So yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm what's a your bad position Indian. on litter? <laughs> one single, one tear? single okay. tear every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, unless you want to see me cry, don't litter around me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> did you have uh, a nickname when you before you were a DJ, like growing up? I did, and it's hilarious. People in the states, I don't think would get it, but Canadians would definitely get it. And it was no tax, like all through high school, and being like First Nations in in, in Canada, you get like a car that <laughs> it's not completely true, and it only works sometimes. But in very specific things where you get like tax off, and some of it's like on reservation gas, 
just weird things that I don't have to pay taxes for. But in Canada, everybody thinks that, that, that natives don't pay taxes, which is a complete myth. And uh, yeah, so no tax was my, my nickname through high school. So Pete uh, is here with his six-week-old baby mm-hmm. and his wife. They're, yeah. they're in the hotel no doubt. right now. Uh, and I, did I hope th- they're in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, how old were you when you, when you became a dad? Uh, 19. 19. Yeah. And um, how did that change your life? Um, like, wh- so your baby's a year old? <laughs> I just turned out at the well, top of the year. Well, Mar- I guess um, March twenty fourth. <laughs> I was born nineteen eighty nine. It's younger. It's, it's like ninety four, wouldn't it be? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 ninety four, ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners at home who are getting out their calculators, <laughs> we're just joking around. Um, no, Pete, Pete, like, how have the last six weeks been different from what you expected it to be like to become a father? You know, uh, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's way crazier than I could ever have imagined <laughs> it being, like, in terms of taking over, like, every aspect of your life. And, like, you just have to reframe everything you're doing to fit around this anything that was important prior to like having having this baby basically become becomes you know your your whole priorities totally shifts it becomes less important and you have to you have things that you've held like true for the last like you know 35 years are now like not true anymore and you're basically like have to reframe everything and, and so it's weird it's like it's been it's been weird as hell, but at the same time, it's like the greatest thing ever because, you you, you know, you can um, you, you can be like the happiest guy ever just sitting there, you know, with, with this baby f- for like you could sit there for like ten hours, like not do anything, like yeah. you know, it's, it's it's like the greatest. It's like the puppy channel. It's like the puppy channel exactly. It's like uh, it's your first child. Yeah, it's first, first, first kid. It, it's like watching, you won't have time to watch for ten hours of anything. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a YouTube of of like kitties. Yeah, but just like living in your house. How many kids do you got? I have four. Four kids. Yeah. See, me and Ares, we got I mean, two. You know, definitely he's in that early stage of fatherhood. Which is definitely euphoric, you know. Mm. It's the honeymoon. Yeah, it's uh, with your baby. You're falling in love. Honeymoon after the honeymoon. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 a euphoric feeling, but it wears off real quick. (laughs) No, it never wears off. It never wears off. Um, what happened is everything becomes very important now. Like even what you think is secondary, it's all. You all gotta figure how to group it in the A list. There's no real A, B, C, D, because really a lot of what you already do is kind of relying on the sustainability. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you gotta work harder too. So you gotta mm-hmm. work that much harder, yeah. you know? But it's definitely. With re- less time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way less time. You know? And you, I mean, watch as your child get older and you begin to have the other experiences of. You know the the colds. You know the you know the teacher parent teacher conferences. And, yeah. 
you know, that part of your life was coming. Uh, the recitals, mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, what do you have, boy or girl? Girl. Yeah, so, you know, cheerleading practice, tumbling, stuff like that, you know. Right. And here it is, I got three boys, three Rhythmic boys Rhythmic gymnastics. Girl. Yeah, all, yeah, so all, all of that. And then it, 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 it's going to definitely take up some significant time. It's going to be some real sacrificing, you know, based on what you already do and you're your own boss, you know what I mean? So here it is. She's, you know, gymnastics, all of that. It falls in the world of entertainment, so it happens on the weekend, just like your thing does. Yeah, yeah, right, so what's right. going to be the sacrifice right, here? Right. The gig or oh, baby girl's yeah. recital, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, you know, prioritizing. But you got to make money. Prior, but prioritizing and play, like I said. Yeah. And you also have a partner. You also have a, a DJ partner who doesn't have children, who you own two businesses with, yeah. who is who is going to have to adjust his yeah. life to to work around that, and he might like sort of on paper understand, and and Mike is a is a really reasonable dude, like he he's um he he's not going to bust your ass about that kind of stuff, but that's a whole other relationship that also gets triangulated, like and it's the same when you get married if you have somebody on your team who yeah, fucks around a lot like you know you can't ride so hard for that anymore you, you definitely can't participate in it oh you definitely can't participate um you know your life between you and that person becomes way more professional mm. if it's a family thing they're gonna have to learn how to curtail what they're doing for yeah everybody life changes you know, at this point, you know. But at the same time, you know, I but, feel like. But what's cool, what's definitely cool, you didn't have your kid at 19. Right. You had your kid a little more later in life. Right. Where you had certain experiences. Before. And at the hospital, all the, all the other parents when I was there were, were younger than me. And I feel like uh, I, w I was scared for some of them. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't even imagine if, if, if I'd been 19. I, you know, I was just like. I, I, I was a total yeah. dickhead at 19. You know? <laughs> well, it 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 reveals your privilege to you in a way that you didn't have to, uh, that you weren't confronted with probably. And it's and I'm not talking about like white privilege. I'm talking about like the privilege of of your social class and your age and like that you've had time to do all this stuff so that you can fall back, you know when you need to imagine how hard yeah, it right. is yeah, right. if you're a single mom teenager like people are quick to criticize that shit and and the and politicize it and turn it a, a, around like oh yeah welfare moms they're lazy like that does not fucking exist no no people have um, misfortunate circumstances but doesn't mean they're lazy you know they're behind the, they're behind the eight ball of the economic system. There's just not enough out there for the so-called American dream that they say we can have, or the dream period, Canadian dream, American dream, whatever it is. You know. I mean, they, Canada's definitely different in in the with, with, with the uh, the healthcare system for, is is a noticeable difference in that regard because uh, you know I feel like. If you're put in a, if, if if a young parent is put in a situation where they where you know where they end up 
it, whether the baby's sick or, or they're sick or, or things like that, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't know exactly how the experience is in the U.S., but but up here there's there's you, you don't get some of the same scenarios with like a lack of insurance where it can like turn somebody's like life around you know yeah, yeah. like we were yeah. talking about before like my wife having breast cancer while she's breastfeeding my second daughter i wouldn't be able to take care of two kids you know what i mean like especially like if my wife would have passed away like thank god she's fine now she's everything's fine she's totally fine she's kicked it. everything's great but thank god we had that health care you know what i mean like what am i gonna do at like 29 years old with two daughters and like the, I I can't even fathom like what would happen. And, it's then, just and, like, and and the the other thing is that in New York, um, it's so expensive to live there mm. that uh, you have to have two incomes to unless you've lived in in your yeah, place right, yeah, right. since the seventies or eighties or some shit. Everybody I know from New York pay, hustles like so hard just mm. to be able to pay your yeah. mortgage and shit. And then, then another dramatic difference is that. W- it's totally acceptable for a company to to grant nine weeks of maternity leave paid. Right. And that's, that's it. Another thing. And a woman yeah. is expected to go back to work when the when the stitches in her pussy are taken out. Like that's fucked. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I mean I mean well Don Don's on maternity leave now and she gets uh, she gets a year uh, right, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's US. legit. Right, like that's 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 a huge it's difference. Like fully, in it's not kids. fully paid, but it's you get like a, a chunk, mm-hmm. like somewhere around. And her job, and her job's completely secure. You know what I mean? Like she can take a year off with her kid and not have to worry about having to find a new job. Yeah, yeah. Mace, do any of your kids have kids? Yeah, my oldest son. He does. He, he's twenty-five, and he has children. And how does um? Have you noticed his attitude towards you change at all since he's had to to experience yeah. how difficult it is well, to be a he's father? My, he's my son by another woman, you mm-hmm. know. And um, mind you, I was never really with his mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, my son, I always recognize. He, I mean, he lived with me for a significant time until he uh, felt the need to go back to his mom, you know. But... Um, later in life one thing I learned the boy child the boy child is a mama's boy no matter what but they leave the nest when they begin to have relationships you know because relationships be tend to conflict with the relationship with with a boy's relationship with his mom and in most cases, you know, I'm praying that my wife doesn't go through this with my other two sons, you know. You know, I, I think she's, she's even taking note and learning from other situations because no mom feel like any girl is really good enough for their son. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, this is just what it is. So, and I watched him in having his children and me knowing that... How old are your grandkids? Um, five... Three, one. Okay. One fairly newborn. Yeah, my son's a Rolling Stone. He's three different girls too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is this your son that plays basketball? Doesn't one of your isn't one of your sons uh, really good at basketball? Uh, one of my sons played college football. My twenty-year-old. Oh, football. 
Yeah, he oh, plays, okay. plays college football. Um, he's doing really well. He plays. Yeah, for, somebody told me he's like a big deal. I didn't know anything about this. He plays for Auburn University. Whoa, he's number, really? Yeah, crazy. He's, he's number twenty-one. He's a running back. Um, the the team they have a really good team mm. this year, but he's definitely laying his bones, man. He's doing his thing. He's on the top. T- he's in his junior year, and he's up for the draft. He's on a he's wow. like number no four, shit. four or five on the list for Come the on. NFL draft. Oh that's huge. Yeah. That's, 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 amazing. Amazing. <laughs> that's great. Please. Yeah, he's going to be much. buying you a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you struck the lottery with that one. <laughs> I'm sure he has really good genes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then my 16-year-old, he's the one who plays a dual sport. He plays football at that school, and he's doing very well. Also, his college outlooks is literally looking good. So he just hasn't decided like what sport he really got to pick. But he's doing well at both. Mm. And my daughter is the one in the music. And my 25-year-old, he's the, he you know, he's my rebel. But he's a rapper. He's good. You know. You know, he's just got to get back on his path, you know. Mm-hmm. We recorded some stuff. He's actually in prison right now, mm-hmm. my 25-year-old. Okay. Um, he's got like a three-year bid. Um, but uh, once he get back on trail, I think I'm going to put some music out with him. Hmm. You know, behind the course of his struggles growing up with his mom, he got something to say. And I believe it or not, he got some style. He got some little style. So I've been, I recorded some stuff with him before he went in. You know, and we did some good work. We did nice. some good work, but in that in that period in time, there was a major reconciliation between him he and I. Um, he began to really understand me as a man, me as a father, let alone me as his father, getting a true understanding. Also, why I'm not with his mom, or never been with his mom, mm-hmm. even based on his situation, having. Three baby mamas. <laughs> so there's a, you know, one thing he definitely can remember me always saying, he was like, look, man, because this is what I've said to all my children. There's only two ways you're going to learn out here regardless. Whether you learn late now or whether you learn later. But there's only two ways to really learn. And that's by example or by experience. Which one you choose, you know. Mm. Because here it is, there's so many examples in front of you for you to not go through some shit other people have gone through before, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, where you can go through your own experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn from experience and not go by the examples of the people in front of you, go ahead and be a dumb motherfucker and do so. You will eventually get smart. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to go through some shit and it's going to teach you a valuable lesson. We all get an ass spanking in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. If our parents don't beat our ass, the system's going to be our ass. Something in life is going to smack us so hard that will humble us and straighten us up. And that's eventually what has happened to my oldest son. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that happens to us all, you know what I'm saying? Because here it is, you know, apples don't fall too far from the tree. I ain't never been to prison, but I've done some wild shit. So I can see where my kids, you know, where your kids, period, want to adapt doing some wild shit, especially if they heard some stories about you. You know what I'm saying? They go... Well, I heard you do this, and I heard yeah, you yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, but I didn't tell you that for you to use it against me. I told you that, to be honest with you, based on... To tell you that I did something. I did something yeah. stupid yeah, right. on my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, here's an example, you yeah. idiot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know? I got, I'm <laughs> that reminds me, when, uh, when I was 16, I got 
I got arrested for uh, for weed, and and, the, and the cops uh, the cops brought me home. They, they didn't like they weren't gonna like press charges or whatever. They brought instead they brought me home. Oh, lucky you, man. That's and, a difference. And I had to, Let me be honest with you. Yeah. Honest, that's a difference in being black and white. Right. Or, or I mean, they I, brought I mean, you home, dog. Yeah, because they would take you yo, right to jail. Like they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. They, they did. I got processed. Right. And this is it's expunged off my record right. because I had gotten in trouble after that. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I got processed. And I could have been taken home and but also got I, the same punishment you got. I think Canada is a lot different <laughs> the grass too because for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canada's Canada's weed laws are, are way less strict. So like it's it. I mean, where we are now, it's like it's not. It's basically a misdemeanor. Back then, it was. It was. I think it was had a higher kind of like. Uh, yeah, it was bad back then. It, it was a bit. It was a bit yeah. worse, but not much. It was still pretty lax, but. I mean, I know that possession in the states is a lot is different, or in certain states. Um, yeah, the drug laws in the states but, are. Fucked. But so, 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 yeah, so I get Rob home. So, Ford so the, would be so in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now, if he smoked yeah, crack right. in the U.S. So, but everybody's would, I mean, he would have posted bail. Yo, there was bail. a murder behind that shit. So, eh? Like yeah. a dude died that was involved with that. So when, that's when we got yet. home, we got home, and the uh, and, and I, I my folks were in bed, and I had to go wake them up. And I and I was like, they were like, oh, thanks for waking us up. And I was, I was like, no, you gotta come downstairs. The cops are here, uh, because I because they caught me with weed. And and they were like, so oh, the cops no, didn't even get, didn't break the news to them. You did? No, I had to go. I had to go wake them up to and come down they came and talk down, to the cops. And then we had we had to sit in the living room, and uh, like talk to the cop, like have a meeting with the cops for like an hour. Well, and, and, and I had to like tell me tell them about how how I was like uh, so like so sorry and like, whatever so just say some bullshit and then so the cops left and then my dad was like like this goes back to you you know to you to, to give me a lesson like he was he was trying to give me a lesson of telling telling me a story where I could like relate and, and maybe learn something from it and improve you know whatever I was whatever I was doing and he so he said to me right when they left he was like he was like you know when I, when we were when we were in our early 20s or when I met your mom you know uh, I, I got her to um, to put a bunch of weed into a pillow for me when I was crossing the border from Seattle to Vancouver and he, and he was like so and I'd rather you smoke weed than drink so um, so you know it's like uh, no big deal and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What's the lesson there?" But I, there, I, 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 know there was, I, I feel like there was a lesson. Yeah. But it, and it was and it was that he's not he he thinks drinking's destructive, yeah. and, and that maybe that um, that that weed is is not as bad as, as as drinking and whatever. But it was it was really cool, and and I feel like uh, it's like little it's moments like that where I where I can like uh, I, I feel like I gained a lot from. Growing up and from like 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 you know I, I still think about that all the time like the you know it's like yeah that was like a moment probably your dad was like it was well, really cool much as you may think you're in trouble you're not yeah yeah and you're about to see how cool your parents are right not just you like funny how cool your parents are but yeah. also like you know the law isn't necessarily yeah. like the right all exactly. the time yeah, yeah, you exactly. know what I mean yeah. like there is like right. some things like and at 16 right, right. and it's like shit. priorities that like that you can set priorities that are are different than other people you know, yeah you the know. law yeah and it was also sorry but it was yeah. also the, the 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 pillow telling your mom put weed in the pillow bring crossbow it was like son 
I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, you know what I'm right. Yeah. I feel like I, I, in a weird way, I learned so much mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Don't think yeah. I'm a goody two shoes. Yeah, yeah. At your age, I've like done dumb age, shit too. I was getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The um, the 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 ritual that establishes that for, for in in people uh is that when you're young your parents cuss but you're not allowed to cuss at school and that's why there's never gonna stop being cuss words is because (laughs) is because that's that's how you learn that you can do some shit in in private with your family that's not acceptable you know that that there's two different standards that that there's the standard of how shit is at work and there's the standard of how shit is at home, mm-hmm. and my rules are different from the school's rules. But you, but you do have to obey those rules because they'll fucking kick you out. Yeah, yeah. I think in that, in right, that, right, 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 right. And with the analogy of cuss words, I, I think in that is where we learn, especially from our parents, what they instilled was how to have discretion and how to have respect. Mm. You know, okay, you. You, 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 there's two ways of using fuck. Mm-hmm. Maybe many ways of using fuck. I don't know why. I know two significant ways, you know, <laughs> where, it's, where it, 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 it can come off to be something genuine that people will, damn, understand you. You could be in a crisis. You'd be like, fuck! You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you like, have, a, your tongue. like an urgent, yeah. Yeah. anxious. But you could be in, you could be in class and and, and here's something bullshit, and you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck out of here. That's disrespectful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Time, place, no discretion, you know, and lack of respect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's symbolic more than anything. You know, yeah. um, I've, I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, or she'll she'll be six, uh, and so Ian and I, uh, you know, we, we both have girls that are gonna turn, or is, my daughter turns six in December. Yeah, and my and mine's gonna turn six in January. So the the, the thing that I'm going through with my, my son is ready to date one yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we we don't. I'm not gonna let her date a black. Man. <laughs> hey, let's go black. No, <laughs> My daughters can date anybody they want. Tell we'll him to keep son. his pants on. <laughs> Um, no, the he's, thing he's a liar. He's one sixteenth black. Yeah. <laughs> From the waist down. <laughs> this shit, this Not shit. a bad place to be black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant that I have a socially transmitted disease. I wasn't talking about size. <laughs> <laughs> you good, man. You good. You good. I can't fuck with oh, you. You good. <laughs> His comebacks are so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's on point. The the shit that I'm going through right now is that I'm uh I'm realizing that I'm I can't control my daughter like everything she does at all like i can keep her from running out in the street and she controls you yeah and it 
And it's, it's a really difficult lesson to learn because I'm a control freak and I'm used to driving. You know, like, I'm not used to riding in the passenger seat. Well, she's part of you. Mm-hmm. So a part of that control freak DNA, it's in her too. <laughs> yeah, we she, fucking go at it. And Tell she, me that. She screwed up because she got your DNA and her mom's DNA. <laughs> <laughs> So she got everything you love and hate about your wife. (laughs) And vice versa. So you're just in a cluster fucking shit right now. It's just basically you're wrapped around her finger and that's it. And you learn that when you're in your 20s or whatever, when you get, get good at being in a relationship and you get married and you learn how to do that, you learn how to fall back on stuff. But then you have a little baby who's completely dependent on you and you, it takes a long time for you to have to fall back because you're in charge, because you determine when they eat, you determine when they get to go outside, you determine when they take a bath, when they go to bed, you, and then they get to be four, five, six years old. You think you really determine all of that? And then they and, say and, no. And oh, you yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And you don't, you, do? you, you really can't do determine it. any of that. And it's so <laughs> fucking frustrating that she won't sit at the table and eat her dinner. Ugh. And like, you, you fall yeah, into these traps, messing, you're these power struggles. You mess with her time, see, in the most simplistic format, you don't realize that kids do have a sense of time. And what is dinner time for you is not dinner time for her because it's something on TV that you don't know nothing about. <laughs> and that's not, at the dinner table is not where she wants to be. Mm-hmm. She wants to be in front of her TV with the, first of all, the food you try to feed on the plate. She don't want half that shit anyway. There's <laughs> certain pieces that she just wants. And she's going to take that and run to the TV <laughs> and sit there and make a mess that daddy has to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But so- and if you don't concur, she's going to raise hell mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Throw food. So the mess you were going to have to clean up in the room, you got to clean up at the table anyway. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's experience. It's just experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are there, are there parts for, for you guys? Are, are there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen the whole way through. Ian, you're dealing with the same shit, right? Exactly the same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter likes to say no. Like, she fully, like, no, I don't have to do that. It's like, well, yeah, you do. What are you supposed to do after that? But once she, like, once she starts thinking like that, like, what, what you were mentioning about, like, uh, you know, you, you feed them when they're hungry. Like, they're, they're, they're very, like... Newborns are pretty easy. They're they're very yeah, right. uh, they're very time consuming, and like you don't get to sleep. And I get how hard that is physically. But when they get older, you you know they they start thinking for themselves. And like you know when they cry, that cry where you can feed them. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. And you have to figure it out. And right. you're just kind of put in a situation with these kids that are. Trying to break your rules on purpose, right. like they want to test boundaries. So do you, do because you, it's yeah. exciting and fun to see mom just, and dad get angry at you and flip out because you're bored all day. Because you're five and your mind races all the time, yeah, exactly. and like all you want to do is learning play on the monkey bars. Yeah, that's if that's what you're into. That's all <laughs> the fuck you're into. So if somebody, yeah. somebody's trying to say that you can't play on the monkey bars right now, or or you can't play with the iPad if that's or what it is, whatever. Or whatever you're going to lose your mind because because you, you see what's right in front of you and what you want and there you can't tell them anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and you really have to pick your battles. Like you have to decide 
how hard in the paint am I going to go? This is exactly on it. this. Like, how bad am I going to let this hurt with my feelings, and how bad am I going to get caught up behind it? Right. With you and I having like six year olds, and their stubbornness matches our stubbornness. Like, they're they're my daughter's just as stubborn as I am. And yeah, every get, time like, you get into it, you're heads. modeling behavior. Yeah. to not back down. Yeah, yeah. And now one of the well, best things yeah, that you can now. do is say I'm sorry. Yeah. to your kids and tell them why. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I lost my temper. You still can't bite your sister because she looked at one of your toys. Yeah. But uh, I also know that I can't yell at you and tell you to shut up and shit for, for, for that because, yeah. because you're going to watch me do that and then you're going to do it to your little sister. And that's the and shit that's that gets happens. me the angriest. That happens, right? Yeah, 100%. yeah. My my oldest yells at my youngest all the time, and it's totally because of us raising our voices when we shouldn't have. Yeah, there's somebody littler than them, and what big people do to littler people is boss them around <laughs> and make them sit down at the table. So she she does the same shit to her two year old sister, and it it's just enraging because it's like. You're cutting my dick off right now. Like, you're not in charge. I'm in charge. You don't tell her that she has to do shit a certain way. That's me. You're not her parent. I'm her parent. But she's learning that from you, too. So it's like, it's this weird mirror that makes you so mad, but it's like something you taught. Like, dude, it's you. Pete, are we You don't even know. You don't even know. Is it too late for an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just let it believe. Wow. You're about to have another kid quicker, just as quick as you had the first one. Yeah. Yeah. We it's had our down. second one right away. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah no, down. no. We, we will. It's great. Bring it on. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Get, yeah. Once you get bring, like, bring it all on. Two babies, you know, two two kids. You're buying diapers for two up. kids. Once, once you're done that, you're good. I'm in. I'm 100% yeah. into <laughs> any of it. You guys, yeah. you guys sound like uh, a little fun. bit angry, but <laughs> no, these are just the challenges of being a parent. Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't think anybody's angry. These just are the challenges you don't expect. Yeah, right. You know, how do you guys deal with touring with kids, having kids at home? I don't. I, I, I will admit it's hard for me, man. It's really hard for it's me. It's hard. I mean, the, I mean, it's what pays the bills. Mm-hmm. So that's where everybody's kind of on mute to a large degree. But even for myself, it eats me up because I miss significant moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Here it is. My son had a big game today. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's that toss-up, you know, what you begin to struggle with. That's what I was trying to bring to your attention earlier, you know what I'm yeah. saying? What the decision's going to be when the recitals come, you know. Yeah. Things you know you want to be at as a dad, you know what I'm saying? And it's just going to be those difficult calls to make, you know, let alone you're going to really be in that predicament where... Mm-hmm. You're gonna be forced to have to say no to your kid, or even at sometimes say no to the gig. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you don't know what the circumstances may be later. You know, you don't know what peaks or valleys you may hit. God forbid you don't hit any valleys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you do, and then here it is. Not to say anybody hit any valleys, but when you start to have children, your your goals become a little bit more clearer and you be, you have a little more tenacity for them and, and, and it becomes something else because you're looking at the future of the people you're bringing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go, you go, I'm straight, but goddamn, I, 
I gotta make sure. God forbid something happened for me to happen to me tomorrow. They need to be okay. Yeah, right. You know, you start thinking like that immediately yeah. out the gate, and then you start thinking about, especially as they start to grow and become these people with ideas and voices and thinking for themselves. And of course, you know, they're codependent on you. You know what I mean, Daddy? I want to do this, Daddy. I want to do that. You know, when they start reaching the the years of their last year in high school, I want to go to Auburn University. Well, I hope that. God, you get a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, that and sounds you know, like it worked out, though. Well, yeah. it, it, but but it was the it was the work and effort we put in prior to that. And yeah, I gotta, right. And I got to attribute a lot of that to mom, because mind you, I'm on the road majority. Yeah, of the right. Time. Mm. So she's a hell of a mom. You know what I'm saying? She, when she, she wants to have fun too. You know. Have to, you know that that's the biggest like noise you're gonna hear, you know, is coming from the wife when she's twenty four seven kids and no real social life. Mm, yeah. So you're gonna hear that shit, especially when you're a fucking DJ and you're and partying. A club owner and a fucking. By, by, yeah. the, by the nature of your job, you partying every weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you're gonna hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When she has no social life whatever, but yo gabba gabba. And Chuck E. Cheese and shit like yeah. that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And other parents, you know. Yeah. You know, so that's gonna be more your struggle than your own kid. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so that's why Baby Loves Disco is like the perfect gig, right? Oh, <laughs> that was yeah, that was fun when it was fun when it was good. Um, the uh, the 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 relationship that you have with your parents changes when you have children. Um, and I was getting at this earlier, but like my, and and, it, and and part of it is because your parents are much older than they were when they had you. And um, my dad and mom are like so much more sweet and kind of patient. And uh, I, I think um, excited about like their grandkids in a way that I didn't experience when I was a little kid that and that's not taking away from anything but it, it, from them at all it's just that they're 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 older and have have a, it's not their kids so they don't they don't have yeah. the iron in the fire and the fear of like if I fuck this up yeah. Well, yeah. Do you tell you what I've learned and I've adapted the behavior being a grandparent myself now and it's like uh, what I've learned is there's that uh, moment of content and uh, just really being so loving with the grandkids because uh, already you can see, your parents can actually see you're about to experience the same shit they experienced with your ass mm -hmm. raising you. That you're going to go through everything they went through and they get a kick out of that shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah, everything you did to me, you're getting it yeah. back from her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that. And sadistic. it's a your kid. And then they go and yeah. love this kid yeah. so much yeah. more. And they love it so much, yeah. spoil it so yeah. much, yeah. corrupt it so yeah. much. You do so it. you can go through so much shit, <laughs> and they can always say, 
I yeah. love grandma. I yeah. love grandma. Yeah. Tell I want, yeah. I want grandma. Yeah, yeah. I want grandma. They always going to be the hero to your yeah. kid, yeah. and you're going to be the mean arch nemesis <laughs> because you're trying to enforce rules and regulations. The same rules and regulations your ass wouldn't follow. That's, what, yeah. that's the content one. It's and revenge. Then two, yeah, somewhat revenge. Yeah. And then it's the whole. Uh, and I told you so. I told you, I told so. you so. Yeah. And here's a kid I love so much that I can give back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she's crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mace just <laughs> just gestured that he was handing me back the baby. He's just not holding the baby anymore. Wait, did you have a lot of, like influence from your Baby needs changing here. You have a different relationship with shit. Uh, when you become a parent, and it's that's true. You think of you know it did don't be shit. And and when you when you when you see people with dogs and they're walking their dogs and they're picking up shit off the ground and you don't have a dog, it's kind of like that's gross. That's a like yeah. I wouldn't do that. That's when you see your own shit in the toilet, the last thing in the world you would think is like. I'm gonna put my hand in there and touch it, like grab it. It's it's hardwired into us not to get like poop, po- not yeah. to get poop in our mouth because it'll poison you. It'll make you sick and die. Like it's it's a survival mechanism that we have. However, when you when you have a baby, it's like you'll have shit on your hands and you just wash your hands and it's nothing. Like you get. Or, or you maybe, can get you, used maybe to you don't wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you shook hands with Michael Jackson. I'm never gonna wash his hands. I love my baby so much. I'm never gonna wash my hands. So you, you stop shook hands with Gerber peas. That's what you did. <laughs> you stop peas and carrots. <laughs> Stage two and three. <laughs> <laughs> a different chop to the carrot food. Uh, so we, we we need to wrap this up. Um, we've been going for a long time, and we're going to go to the finals of the Red Bull 3 style. Uh, thank you guys so much for sitting down with me. This was really fucking fun. And uh, people can subscribe to Small Talk on iTunes. Uh, they can follow you guys on Twitter and Instagram. Where at? Uh, a tribe called red.com uh, at a tribe called red uh, me personally is at DJ Indian uh, D-E-E-J-A-Y-N-D-N and I'm at uh, smalltowndjs.ca and uh, facebook.com slash smalltowndjs and uh, twitter uh, I'm smalltownpete and um, Mace what's your social media links for uh, djmaceo.com and also Macy on Friends on Facebook and De La Souls Dugout on Twitter. This is Small Talk Podcast with DJ Ayers on Brooklyn Radio. We'll talk to you shortly. That was fun. Can we, can we do a pick before we... Before yes, we yeah, please. please. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was really fun. DJ Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, touring is fucking hard, man. It's you so know, hard. Being, touring and you know, like, I already talked about this shit with Jeff. Like, 
to get my wife on my back a little, I gotta take her on one good run. I took her, I take her to like any big show that we have, like award shows and stuff like uh, that. The big like show, things. yeah, that's too cushiony. <laughs> yeah, true. She sees that. That's a date. That's a fucking date, and she thinks it's like that all the time. All the time. I know. Like I take her to like Oceaga. We, you know, they don't realize like. We actually plan to take them to the nicest shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm taking her on a greasy ass, grimy ass. Get <laughs> on my friend's couch. No, like, no, no, really, like, we leave after the yeah. gig to yeah. make the fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck you that. Should, yeah. Maybe yeah, we got enough yeah, time yeah, to take a yeah, shower and you yeah. fucking better hurry up because we got to make this fight. That's how I, I was even thinking about two people. This is Small Talk Podcast with DJ Ayers. Okay, yeah. yeah that, like, that's how I know I live in the middle of nowhere because DJs never bring their wives when they come to our shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just because like, they love yeah. <laughs> No, it's because like, like Calgary, like who wants to go there? No, no, not, like, not like living in like Mexico or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Now you know yeah. where you're going with this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, Calgary, this is my own property. <laughs> That's why everyone rages in Calgary. That's true. <laughs> Another thing that, like, I'd never realized before I had kids was that I had any sort of activist anything in me. Oh, really? Dude, <laughs> yeah, I used to wear, yeah. dude, I used to wear redskin shit. I used to wear Indian oh, shit. shit. I wore it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I had kids, I yeah. was like... All right, I was cool with me being called a redskin, but now like my baby daughter is being called a redskin. I'm just not okay huh. with that yeah, anymore. That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it totally, dude. It totally changed everything. Like it changed literally Cal- my way Cal- of thinking. Calgary is like a Canadian Vegas for a DJ. <laughs> for DJ, yeah. yeah Don't yeah, sleep. Yeah. Don't sleep. Word up. You know your last two Calgary gigs were in Peach Plus, right? No, I don't know that. He owns the high fi and the, 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 the Commonwealth. He bought his first club so that they would have a good place to do their weekly DJ night. Because oh, we sure. started our night like in 99 and then we still run it. It's like every Thursday. Oh, but, sure. but the owner of the old club was like a heroin addict. So we had to decide whether we were going to move the night or because he was like, he wasn't buying beer for the club. Like he was like fucking up like really big. So. We either had to move it to another spot or open our own, so we like scrape cash together and, and open Hi Fi. Like, that's crazy. 2005, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. It's like a spot, like, I don't want to say APT, but like a DJ's club, like, where it's just. Oh, it's a spot. It's a spot. DJ, yeah. DJ friendly, you know? And any, like, any big name that goes through and plays, like, the big stadiums and stuff will go ahead, kick it after. Right, this spot, yeah. And just play after hours and shit. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. So fun. Yeah. Too much this fun. Is the best Peace. fun. So crazy. It's really great. When Mandeep shows up, it just gets fucking out of control. <laughs> <laughs> That's every night. So d- drops real quick and then we can. Let's do it, homie. Yeah. All right, okay. I'll see you guys in the yeah. pub. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, we'll see you in a yeah, bit. Yeah, see you in a bit. Okay, thanks, bud.